your beliefs don't get to supersede other people's beliefs. Your beliefs stop at the end of you. Good morning. Welcome back to Looking Backwards, Looking Forwards. I'm Osetti Jones and I'm here with C. Thomas Printer. Looking backwards, Just Stop Oil and other similar groups, they have sought to raise awareness about the urgency of climate change by staging protests at the busiest highways and roads. And we had talked about these previously at CTPC. But now, the UK police have expanded powers to crack down on them. I think you like that news, C. Thomas. You bet I do. <laughs> Bunch of little hippie kids want to sit in front of a moving vehicle and think they're going to stop traffic and commerce. Like, I think the first thing you should do is throw them in jail for a year. And when their hair is even longer and they smell even worse, let them come out and see if they still want to do it again. Right? Um, your beliefs don't get to supersede other people's beliefs. Your beliefs stop at the end of you right so you want to have a protest you have that right you can do so peacefully the moment it interferes with someone else that's where you have to draw the line in the uk i give them a lot of credit here is they need to stop this like you're causing traffic jams you're causing food to be delayed you're causing ambulances to be delayed you're costing lives potentially for all these goofy delays about these kids that want to sit in traffic and like I said, I just think you, okay, that's fine. And so they passed the law and the next thing we're going to do is we're going to arrest them. And I think the penalties should get stiffer and stiffer. And you know, like I said, you can do that, but then the next thing you know, you will be protesting in jail. And I think that's the best thing for them. And they're doing it in Wimbledon now. They're interrupting the whole Wimbledon. Right, and, right. You know, I mean like, okay, like you just want to get on TV. We are not going to let you do this anymore. We're just going to capture you. We're going to put you in prison. We're going to forget about you. And you'll have a whole bunch of friends in there that you can all protest inside getting three meals a day. So, no, I think this stuff has got to stop. You know, I don't know if this is the same group that is pouring paint on paintings and super gluing themselves to museums and mm -hmm. all this stuff. But, um, you know, I think what they really should be doing is working. Right. As we are at CTPC. <laughs> Working hard. Working hard. U.S. Navy said on Wednesday, C. Thomas, that Iran has tried to seize two oil tankers and fired on one of them. That's tense. Yeah, so the, what I saw was that the, in the Strait of Hormuz and you know outside the Persian Gulf there, Iran is uh, tried to seize two oil tankers and the U.S. Navy is the world's policeman still, and they had to step in to stop this. But I think that there is going to be more and more of this as the U.S. gets stretched thin. I think more and more people are starting to push back against the U.S. having power in all of these places, right? You're seeing it in China over in uh, the South China Sea. We've talked about how China is bumping our boats and we're having flyby skirmishes shall we say with some of the the chinese um 
uh, flights and planes. And so this is going to be more and more common, right? And we were trying to talk about this in, in the sense of nobody wants to be the one that throws the first punch because then they can blame the other person. I think this is the same type of thing, right? Is, is you know, we're trying to get someone to make a mistake here. And the mistake could be as simple as shooting the Archduke Ferdinand. And that started World War One. And so, you know, one person loses their cool in this that could be the start of something that snowballs into something globally and it's a very nervous tense time and we'll talk some more about some other potential sparks that could lead this thing into a fire and another uh, kind of stressing news is from germany uh, there is a far-right political party named afd and they notched up another first on last Sunday when their candidate was elected at town mayor. This is a further boost for that anti-immigration party. I think Germany is getting fed up of the liberal policies that they're being fed. So their country is now officially in a recession. Their energy prices are awful. Their manufacturing, which relies on cheap energy, is going down the tubes. Their reliance on Russia and their cheap energy and natural gas has went away. What is Germany going to do? Because they are the, basically the hub of the EU in exports and the manufacturing. And they seem to be propping up a bunch of these other countries that are not as good of producers. So I think a lot of those countries in the Euro are flying in the cover that Germany protects. And so I think what's going to happen is Germany is prime for what we talked about in the bygone relics of alternative political philosophies, right? It's not necessarily a hyperinflation, but it could be considered a stagflation, low growth or no growth. Plus you have a high inflationary environment. Mm -hmm. That makes people mad. That makes the middle 60, 70, 80% of your populace mad. You're seeing these elites that make these policies that affect everybody in the middle, yet they're still flying off to Davos and um, off to, you know, all these meetings on their private jets while everyone else is being told, no, you've got to give up your farms and you've got to give up your energy and you've got to give up all this and turn the lights off and, and live in the cold. And Germany is like, hold on, we make Volvos here. Right? We make all these beautiful vehicles and we export them to all the world and we have all this prosperity, yet everybody's got their hand in our pocket taking it. I, that is a prime environment for political upheaval. And so this alternative for Germany party is anti-immigration and they're seeing all these people come in and get supported by the governments, right? Everybody's saying, well, you've got to support these immigrants and you've got to, you know, You take care of them. Well, that's money that's being spent. And who's supporting that? It's the taxpayers in the middle with the jobs, right? And so I think you're going to see these countries that have lived on credit and prospered for quite a few, call it decades, all of a sudden aren't so rich anymore when it's fake money. Now you're seeing the human being go back to its raw nature of protectionist because I'm not living very good. I don't want to care for my brother, especially a brother that I don't know that just walked over here and wants all the rights and programs that I'm supporting while he contributes nothing. 
that mentality is a base human emotion and you're seeing that pop up all over the world right now and i think germany is on the edge of this sphere right now because they're feeling it the worst um, the uk is not far behind too noted c thomas this was looking backwards now let's look forwards the head of the international energy agency has warned china's economic recovery combined with harsh winter could pile pressure on gas supplies this winter like we just talked that europe got an unbelievable gift last year with the mildest winter in 40 years right and they had secured enough or hopefully enough uh natural gas supplies which they are very dependent on for the winter and they were able to get through it pretty much unscathed right they the one thing is they did do a pretty good job of reducing demand everybody turned the thermostats down everyone wore two jackets um you saw your breath sometimes indoors because they turned the heat down not the way i'd want to go through life but they did that and they got through that but like we talked now you have to do it again winter is going to come again there's still no pipeline flowing natural gas from Russia in so you're going to have to do it again now the natural gas price the oil price all of these have dropped everybody thinks oh all is well what if it turns around what if the opening of china starts picking up steam and they start being a bigger purchaser of these products on the open market the price goes back up now you've got a country like germany that is paying even more for its natural gas again they have no growth right two quarters of negative uh gdp so they're in a not growing and inflationary economy oh my goodness this is what we fear you know all the time is what happens then do the people turn on their governments well look at france all of france is on fire right now because of all these policies right they are not happy with the retirement age going up they're not happy with the inflation they're not happy with the immigration and you've got pushback against the elitists and there is a powder keg in one country after another country after another country and you take and add higher gas prices that affects all of the poor people that have to drive to get to work because they have to work which what makes them poor they don't have a job where they can fleece the working people that's pretty much becoming the definition of poor is if you have to work if you are an elitist you don't have to work you get to do whatever you want and that is a stage that is set for some social upheaval well europe is looking uh, definitely also the us complicated but there the, is a hold on hold on hold on europe's in real 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 trouble let's just be very very clear doomberg says that energy is life and they have a terrible world class awful energy policy let's make no mistake it's world class yeah. awful and they have went furthest down this and road and if the energy comes back and the prices go up which opec is trying to do if mm. china opens up and starts usage again if somehow some way something else stops them from getting a very mild winter they could be in real trouble we're in the 20 what are we in the 21st century mm -hmm. they're literally seeing their breath in their rooms in the winter time in a developed economy 
if I was the people over there, I would be revolting too, because it's revolting the way that they're being treated over there. So I don't blame them. Indeed. And let's go to the Middle East then. Let's take a look at Israel's big and long unexpected operation in the West Bank. It has ended, but there are talks that more is yet to come. What do you think, C. Thomas? Well, we go from one hot spot to the other, you know, and this is one of the hottest spots in the history of the world, <laughs> uh, obviously. And so I think what you've got over there is you've got, you know, Palestinian camps that, you know, they're sneaking out and they're performing basic routine terrorism, right? You've got car rammings and stabbings and, you know, that's, that's you know, injuring the people. And I just think that the Israelis are trying to crack down on it. And they're like, okay, fine, we're just gonna start bombing you. And I don't know how well that works. Um, they've been fighting for 2000 years. I don't know if this is the right way to do it or not. I know it's very effective in terms of creating destruction and loss of life and, you know, collateral damage. They killed some civilians and I think that's it. But I don't think that's going to break the will of the Palestinians. And I think we're just going to have more fighting over there. Um, the problem is, is this is yet another example of we're just getting closer and closer to more conflict. We already have a war going in Eastern Europe. And now we've got this conflict. And I just feel like there's hot spots popping up all over the world that we're reporting on. LBLF was not designed to talk about political upheaval for <laughs> three looking backwards and three looking forwards. We, you know, we're hoping to talk about other things, but economies do lead themselves to social upheaval. Um, when people are poor, they protest. When people are poor, they want something else. And this is why it's so important to understand the link between good economic policy and social temperance, right? Is if everybody has a chicken in a pot and not starving and can walk down the street and feel safe and have some freedom of speech, that's usually not a good environment for social upheaval, war, protest, terrorism, etc. But what you're seeing is, is you've got the poll from the upper politicians that are literally taking these rights away and making the middle class poor as they enrich themselves. And you're seeing the pushback and the pushback comes in lots of different flavors um, all around the world. But we've looked at it, whether it's Sri Lanka, whether it is Europe, whether it's the Middle East. And I think that's what you're seeing here. Although this precedes it by 2000 years is the Palestinians and the Israelis are just never going to get along. And the fact that they're living in such close proximity, oh man, they're just, um, they're going to continue fighting for, for a long time, the way I see it. This is sad. And uh, finally, from Middle East, let's go to Far East. Japan is going to be releasing the treated water from the Fukushima nuclear plant into the Pacific Ocean and uh, include South Korea, China and um, Japanese fish industry and a few environmental groups have objected. But this is going to happen because it has been pr approved by the UN. Uh, you know, from what I understand, they're talking about pouring 500 Olympic sized swimming pools into the Pacific Ocean, which is, <laughs> take a guess, 10 billion, 1 trillion swimming pools big. 
Like really, wow! It's so big. I don't even know the number, but it's so massive. You know, when I saw the amount that they're doing, it's like, okay, there's trace elements of the tritium is the radioactive isotope that they're worried about. Listen, mm -hmm. that's not good, but it's going to be in such diluted, small amounts. And, you know, I would just say like, hey, let's not put it all in at once. You know, the ocean currents are going to take this all over. But, you know, this 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 um, isotope, it's existed. It's, it was on Earth somewhere before. Right. And, you know, I don't think I would swim right where they're dumping it. But I, I think at some point <laughs> you have to move on. The interesting thing I thought was, is there not another alternative? Could you could you not boil it off and then you have the, the physical material? Right. That was something I was thinking about. But obviously there's people that have looked into this and probably discovered that that's not an option. But that's the first thing I thought is could you just boil the water off and scrape it and contain it and go bury it somewhere. Kind of like what they're trying to do in the U.S. with the nuclear waste at Yucca Mountain. Right. It's all mm -hmm. sealed in barrels and transported. I thought that might be an option, but evidently it's not. It must be must be too big or something like that. But, um, you know, it, it was it was 12 years ago. Um, I'm sure if the UN has got inspectors in there and, you know, you're not going to turn all the fish green right outside of the dumping area, I don't think that would be allowed. And they uh, they tend to have a pretty good history of going in after the fact and making sure that everything's okay. I never trusted them beforehand because they don't seem to know anything more than you or I. But after the fact, I think they've had a chance to study this. And if they're saying that it's okay to be released, it must be such small amounts that it's okay. I do think that if I was their neighbors, I would also be mad and I wouldn't want to be dumped out in the ocean near me. But mm -hmm. um, it probably does need to be disposed of at some point, um, less it floods and you know creates a more of a issue there. I, I just think that you hear the word nuclear and everybody freaks out, right? We yeah, saw how Chernobyl mm -hmm. just absolutely blowing right into the air and how harmful it was. This is not that situation. Um, it was a bad meltdown, but it was contained. And now this is just some of the cleanup afterward. And I think the, the nuclear waste issue is highly overblown, but it makes for good media, which is probably why we're discussing it here today. That's true. Thank you, C. Thomas, for all the comments. And let's remind our loyal listeners that they can also watch us on YouTube, listen us on Spotify, and also they can check out our blog, cthomasprinter.com. Thank you, Austerity. And I have a bone to pick with you. You cut off my favorite part of my sign-off last week. I said early the early bird gets the worm but what happens to the early worm and you cut it off to make it sound like everybody else it says the early bird gets the worm well <laughs> i'm here representing the worms and the early worm it didn't work out too good for them